Hello, good evening, and welcome to the latest episode of the Magicast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Welcome to episode 227. Uh, we will be reviewing the wonderful nil-nil derby result between Lazio and Roma. With me today on this lovely Monday evening for me in the UK, Monday afternoon for this gentleman, I have Joey. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Scott? I'm very good. I am back at work tomorrow. Uh, I've got my work laptop sorted out today, which was a lot of fun. And I've played a bit of football manager, which was all, is also good. And I got, got to watch a couple of games of football, one live. We don't talk about that result. Um, Swinning two, stop put four. Defending for three of the goals were horrific, but we're here to talk about Lazio nil, Roma nil. Um, I actually don't know what to think of this derby. I thought Roma played pretty well, but struggled in the final third. Controlled the game. Um, Lazio were missing their best player, Roger Ibanez, out of the Roma team. He's now in Saudi. And to be honest, I didn't think much of Lazio. I didn't think of it much of it at all. I thought Chiro Mobley should have been sent off. That was an Awful, awful mistake by the referee. And I agree with what Jose Mourinho said. Pedro was one step away from being an OnlyFans model for spending that much time on the floor. It was <laughs> ridiculous. Um, Luis Alberto played pretty well for Lazio, and so did their defence. But apart from that, I think it was the first nil-nil draw since April 2018. Uh, that was the, I think three days before and I just got back from WrestleMania in New Orleans. So that was a fun match to watch while you were, while you were jet lagged. But Joey, enough of my rambling on, uh, what were your thoughts on yesterday's derby? Before I get right into that, Scott, I wanted to point out that 0-0 in 2018 that happened. I think there was good reason for it to happen. Um, Hmm. Lazio had a um had an important game that they just finished playing for the Coppa Italia and I was believe it's either make the finals or the semis while Roma it was literally a few days after clinching the semifinals of the Champions League so yeah against Barcelona yeah you're right so you can understand that derby and why that happened for this one Scott I know both teams played a bit uh you know a few days before but I come to the end of the match. I'm like, what the fuck did I just watch? And I'm I'm speaking in a sense where it's, again, creativity in the final third. You have Dybala and Lukaku. You have two Serie A MVPs. You managed one shot on goal. And all your chances actually fell to a right wing back who cannot score to save his life. And Bove, who to me is not the most technically gifted. So you come into that game, it's they have they end up with one shot on good on goal, sorry. And some of the players and coach, they're, they're going to say this. They have to saying it's a valuable point. I'm sorry, the way Lazio are, the way Lazio have been, I think it's a disappointing result. In Roma's case, I think it's absolutely disappointing, considering what you did against Slavia. You didn't come up with the win, considering how you played against Inter considering how you did against Milan uh, initially. So, again, we're talking about a third formidable opponent, Scott. And I I marked this down how many minutes? In 292 minutes, you're talking 100 minutes to Milan, 98 to Inter, 
94 to Lazio. You have two shots, one shot, one shot. Four shots on goal in 292 minutes. I'm sorry, on that part, it is embarrassing. And I, I don't know, you can say injuries, I get it, but there's there's got to be more in that final third. There, there has to be. There's got to be something to figure out when we play a team that's, you know, slightly better than a bottom feeder or mid-table team defensively, which we came up against Lazio. And to make matters worse, Scott, it's I don't like this fear that Roma are having going into these games, the fear of losing. It happened against Milan. It happened against, well, but Milan, the only thing was it was early because of Patricio, the uh, the penalty. So, so I, I mean, I get that, like they, they changed their stance, but it happened against Inter. And again, it happened against Lazio. They didn't play the same style. Uh, you can't compare the styles Inter to Lazio. They they put more. They, you're right. They controlled the game, but they had a fear of losing. The difference with this in the Inter game is Inter did not have the fear to lose. Yes, they have a better team. I get it. They went up to attack. But in this game, we ended up with the draw because I also feel Lazio had the fear of losing. Even Romagnoli said it. I cannot believe we come into a derby and both teams have the fear of losing. And as a as the Roma part is... They cannot go into these games against these big teams and they're worried they're going to lose. And when you fear, I, I find if you fear you're going to lose, you're not going to win. And from the last pod, when, when I kept saying, show me what you got, what they showed me was fear. That's really the theme of it is they were they were scared to take risks. They were scared to go forward. They were scared to grab a win. You're going to need it. it. It is a massive opportunity to be one point behind Napoli of your objective of being top four and you go and blunder it. You had Napoli that lost, Milan that tied. I know Bologna won't stay up, but you know even they lost. Teams have been struggling around you. Big opportunity. And against Lazio, who, like you said, didn't have the best player, which was Ibanez. Ibanez always gifted them um, a goal or some stupidity with a card. We didn't even have that. And you know what? We didn't. We didn't give up much. Luis Alberto played pretty well on their end, but we didn't give much up at all. And we controlled it, but we didn't take any risks and we did nothing in the final third. That's the embarrassing part. That's the, that's the, it seems to be a theme so far of this season. And it's just, I, I don't know. It's just, it's starting to bother me. It really is. And just something has got to change. You cannot go into this match scared and then come out with either a loss like Inter or, in this case, in the Derby, a draw. Do you think that Jose losing two derbies in a row may have played on his mind? Probably. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't put it past him, but mm. Scott, it doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't. Ma- it doesn't ma- make you look any better. To me, a a draw is like it's not a loss, but it, it's not that far away in in my eyes because of the way the way it was played out. Mm. It's not as if they took risks going forward and they just kept missing and missing. They had chances. I, I get it. They had some chances, which they, again, they fell to the wrong people. But to me, Lazio in the second half, physically, they even admitted they fell off and we did nothing. We had the couple of opportunities with Bove, but again, it fell to the wrong player. And then, then you also mix in the sub, the substitutions. A bit too I late. Mean, not bringing on someone like Al- 
to always been too late. Not bring on El Sharari, mm. not bring on Asmu mm. earlier. Like it just it doesn't make again, it's the to me, it's like, okay, we're in control of what we have. I don't wanna risk this by bringing on someone else and making it worse. I he didn't gamble that. And that's something if you want to make top four Mourinho, the Freakins, and the Freakins I, I know are looking at this. If you want to make top four, you cannot do that. Having an under one XG in your last three of your four games, Inter, Slavia, and this, and how many shots on target did you have? You had one Inter, one Lazio, and one Slavia, maybe two. I don't even remember, but again, you come up to these game, these occasions with these big opportunities, everybody, including the coach staff, just disappears. I agree. And the subs were a little bit too late. Um, I thought Spinazzo had a really good game up until Lazio made their changes. And is it is it Isaacson they brought on to replace Pedro, who was getting skinned alive by Spinazzola? But when they brought on Isaacson, they were doubling up on both the wing-backs. I don't know if you noticed that. I think that's probably not I then. Did when you make the changes. I thought Rick Carsdell had a brilliant game. If he connected with one of those three shots he had in the first 10 minutes, it would have been a different ball game. Um, Chris Dante with the disallowed goal. <laughs> wrong place, wrong time. He just timed his, his run a little bit too late. I was a very... Peter dis- Patricia was my match. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. those, uh, those saves those saves were, were outstanding and he kept them in, in the game. The one on the header for Romagnoli was top class. I know people have been calling out Rui Patricio uh, this season, uh, myself included, and we talked about him on the podcast after the Verona game. And I did the stat about the goal scored to shot ratio, but... I have to say in the last three, four weeks, he's been one of Roma's better players and he's shown his quality in his advanced age, what he's mid thirties and he's coming into the final year of his contract. So who knows if he's going to be at the club next season. But also I wanted to bring up the referee in on, on that. Like both Mancini and Indica get yellow cards for their first challenges. They both warrant it. They were both bad challenges. Mancini then walked the tightrope for 70 minutes and then was probably the second best player on the park. He had a mobile in his back pocket. Um, the, uh, a mobile has just gone downhill a lot recently due to his injuries. He's still a good striker, but his physicals and, it's just gone down due to his injuries. It looks a shadow of his best. Um, and then Mancini had him in his back pocket, but he did well for 70 minutes and Dicker did well. He had a bit of dodgy moments, but the referee in a marvel, should have been sent off. Shouldn't he, Joey? Yeah, I agree. But I, I know, like Mourinho said, um, if you saw his, uh, his reaction, Oh, um, it, was, it was brutal. Yeah, he's like, you have no balls to send them off in Italian. Yeah. He's saying you have no balls. <laughs> Basically, I, I thought he should have been sent off. I absolutely thought Same. he, he should have been sent off. Yeah, but Massa did not have uh, not balls. have the balls to send them off. Balls. Go ahead, Scott. No, it was a bit childish. I apologize. Sorry, um, sorry. No worries. Yeah, he didn't, have, he didn't have the balls. That's really what he said, but he said in Italian, so... 
And um, on Spinazzola, um, I thought he had some good moments. I thought there were some moments where he just lost the ball too much or the touch. But again, that's part of he's just coming back first game. Like, but that's always our case. That's always the problem. It's just it keeps on happening. And yeah, I, I I don't know what to think else of this game besides what I said at the beginning is like, what the fuck did I just watch? Really, that's really. Because it's just so frustrating how you can have all these guys and you're not producing much. I don't think, I don't think Dybala as much. Everyone knows how much I love Dybala. He had a poor game. He had a very poor game. Yeah, I don't think he had a great game. And Lukaku again, you have to give him some looks for him to produce. If Mm -hmm. you're not giving him the looks, he isn't going to produce. That's the type of player he is. But you give him the looks, he will produce. So it's a bit of a nipping at the enigma with um with him with Lukaku and um it's you know some games he just he's not getting the service now is that partly his fault probably I mean he's part of it I I didn't think he ran into channels um as well as he could like I saw Immobile run into a few channels which was pretty nice getting the ball and getting a one-on-one with the center back I don't think we had that as much with Lukaku so it's a bit part that and part Scott it's a bit you know, we're not giving him the service. So uh, I, he was, again, he, was, he wasn't he was recognized. I, like, I did not see him all game besides a couple moments. And same like Slavia, same like Inter. So who's I don't know who's to blame on that. But again, something has to change with it. it it's We can't keep coming up against these games. And especially with the schedule coming up. Uh, it's not, this was our easiest part of the schedule. We have a... A couple more easy games, maybe, but then after that, you got Fiorentina, Bologna, um, Atalanta, Juve, Napoli, not in that specific order, but you have all those teams. And then once you're done that and you start the second turn of the calendar, you start right away with Milan. So it isn't getting any easier. And the Coppa Italia as well. And the Coppa Italia, and you have Europa League games that you messed up on Thursday. So Potent- potentially. Potentially, yeah. The, the, yeah. Exactly. Well, you have Copa, you have uh, Europa League games during the December schedule. You're going to have. So while you're playing all these games, you have that. So re- remember, you have, again, Fiorentina, Bologna, Atalanta, Juve, Napoli. That's five. And then in the turn, when it comes back, you have Milan again in the San Siro. Mm. That's six games I just mentioned of teams that are um, above us or right, right where we are. So that's not easy at all. And if you cannot show anything against these teams here, against Lazio who are in poor form, you cannot show. You couldn't show against Milan. You couldn't show against Inter, against Slavia. What do? You, what am I as a fan to expect coming up against these teams? Plus, and now it's four wins out of our last. Um, what is it? Twenty twenty three games now, right? It was four out of twenty two. Now it's four out of twenty three. So what am I expect? Some of these teams are playing them away. What am I going to expect going into that game? I'm not going to expect a win. Sorry to sound negative, but I'm going to expect a loss. Or, I mean, at best case, it seems like here it's a draw, a draw because they're, they seem too scared to want to take risks. So how is this going to help you achieve top four? Because to me, it isn't. Right now, they don't look like a top four side. They have the players, but they're not looking like they want to end top four. No, there was a, there was definitely a whiff 
of a fear of losing, which is understandable with the, the form that they've been in and the form in the derby over recent years. It was just frustrating. I thought Roma did control the game. They played well in patches. They looked threatening at times, but when they got to the final third, they were just lacking this creativity and the final ball, and it was falling to the wrong people. There was like three opportunities yesterday where I was just thinking, shoot, shoot, shoot. Dybala, when he tried to play it into Bove in the second half, Dybala, when he played it into Karstorp in the first half, in like the first three minutes of the game, and then Lukaku may have shot early when he had that mazy run when he rolled one of the defenders on the halfway line. You've got to test out Providal, who is probably one of, if not the best Italian keepers in Italy. You have to test him. You have to test this defence. We're a bit nervy and a bit shaky at times, but... And then people would like down in the quality of the game on social media. Derby games are like from yesteryear, they get this massive, massive hype. I felt at points yesterday that the game was massively hyped and there was a little bit of lacking of quality on the game. But and then I saw people tweeting, Oh, this is one of the worst derbies I've ever seen. Mate, have you sat through the May two thousand and five game? The Biscotti game where there was literally no shots on game? on goal and both were playing for a nil-nil draw. Roma were, I think, not scraping relegation, but it it was close. And we mentioned this on the 2004-05 podcast we did last year. That is hands down one of the worst derbies I've ever seen in my life. Cassano and Di Canio talking to each other. I think it was Di Canio with their hands over their mouths. It was definitely a biscotti. But yesterday was not the worst derby of all time. It just lacked quality, and it was it was pretty much a nothing game at the end. And both teams were like, eh, Roma could have got something out of it. They really should have with the, the with the possession and controlling the game. But uh, it's like six and one and half a dozen the other. But exactly, it's it's not the end of the world. But it could. It could have been outstanding after Napoli. I watched that game and they were fucking dreadful. They were dreadful. And we missed the opportunity to face Rudy in December. And Rudy, yeah, because it looks like Rudy. Yeah. Is it, has it been properly confirmed? Uh, pretty much already left. They're just waiting to sign an agreement for a new coach and Tudor is the Eagle front is going to be, yeah. yeah. I watched, what did I watch? I watched the Genoa game against Hellas and I watched yeah I watched the Rome game Roma game I didn't watch any of those I'm Lecce had one of the the contenders of the most fuck up goals you would ever see disallowed how was that disallowed I have no idea there's just no consistency reminding me of Tammy Abraham's disallowed goal against no Zaniolo's disallowed goal against Genoa when this stood on the defender's foot just his weak it's it's yeah then Juve won 2-1 against Cowery Inter beat Frosinone with DeMarco scoring hands down Puskas nomination hands down the goal of the season and it's it's if, if, ifs, ifs and maybes, if buts and maybes at the moment with this Roman team from yesterday. It could have been, should have been, what could have happened if one of those chances fell to the right person at the right time. I would have been screaming the house down. We could have been celebrating a Roman because Lazio, I'm sorry. I know they beat final at the week, on midweek in the Champions League. <sighs> 
I was expecting a lot more. It didn't really do much. Was it the expectation of the game may have got to both teams? Yeah, it's it possible that it has been. But uh, Scott, and you're right, maybe the expectation plus the hype, right? And that's where we saw what we saw were which everybody did not expect as a type of game. And I want to go back, Scott, as, as you mentioned, is I don't think this was the worst derby. I, I definitely don't. But people, I think, kind of downplayed it because I don't know if you noticed, but at the same time, there was the Chelsea Man, Man City 4-0, yeah. Which is 4-0, which uh, it's, I mean, it's a crazy, wild, entertaining game for neutral for sure. But it's, first of all, it's not a, it's not a derby game. Um, I know the Premier League's higher, but they're doing a comparison that you have a once-in-a-while wild game, a 4-4 that just happened with Man City and Chelsea, and then you had the Roma game. So that's why they kind of downplayed it. But, mm-hmm. I mean, if you watch uh, Cagliari's Ranieri against Frosinone, they were down 3-0. That's with, a wild game. With 20 minutes left. With 20 minutes left, and you came back 4-3. You tell me that's not wild? You know what I mean? So that's why it was kind of downplayed. But, yeah, the expectations... Uh, I mean, everyone expected better. Same with same with the the team, the players. It's all about the hype, Scott, and it just it it left me wanting more. It left me dissatisfied. Um, the game itself, it's and because it's it, it's it's anger it's angered me because they they controlled the game. Just in certain areas, you need to win. They just didn't do it. And you know what, Scott? I'll bring this back to even saying I would be okay with the tie or happy with the point. I would agree with Mourinho and some of the players about the hard-earned draw that have been good for us if we didn't mess up at the beginning. If you don't lose this, if you don't tie Salernitana, you don't lose to Hellas Verona, you don't lose to Genoa, you don't give up that goal to Torino. Again, you're not going to beat every small team. It's not how it is. But even the first two games, you take you take those um, five points more or even seven, if you want to even go a little further, you know, taking uh, the Torino game, if you had five minutes left, if you take those five to seven points more, even if you lose to Genoa, whatever, if you had seven points more, I would have been a lot happier with the draw. But in the position you're in, you cannot afford to be this conservative. It's unfortunate. you got to go and beat those teams. Look at Lazio last season. I found last season Lazio took a lot of big risks when they played against bigger teams, you know, in certain situation, they had a, they ended up with a really, really good record against the top six, uh, beating Rome on the double. They beat Napoli. Um, I remember, I think they beat Inter and AC Milan. And I, I I'm not at, sure if they, at home, I think they did away from home. They both, both times they got beaten at the San Sanseo by both Milan clubs. Right, but winning one of them isn't bad. They had one yeah. of the. I, I don't know if they, I think Napoli obviously had the best record against the top six, but I don't think Lazio were far behind. Lazio's problem was they they kept messing up against the smaller teams, so they they took a lot of big risks last year. Like I didn't see that same fear that they had. But again, I'm not saying to take that entire attitude that they had last season. But you you gotta be a little more adventurous. You gotta take risks and stop being conservative. It's not going to get you anywhere. We know it doesn't work anymore by doing this. This this is maybe good in a cup, but in the league, as it has proven to us for now, it's two straight years, finishing sixth. This is not, we cannot continue being like this and not taking risks, um, sending people in the box, sending people forward. 
Uh, Scott, there's so many times where Spinazzola has the ball to make a cross. You know who's in the box? Lukaku. Lukaku. And then buzzing around them is Dybala. And where did the ball go? It actually went to Dybala. Dybala had a header off target. You think Dybala is going to win a header and score a goal that way? He has maybe less than 5% chance, even three, that that's going to happen. You had two players. Where's everybody else? I, I don't even remember Cristante being there besides one late run. But I, he, I know he's decent. I'm saying and, that. Uh, he did have the goal that was disallowed in the first half. Yes, yes, he did. He was clear. Obviously, he was clear offside. But I just, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. They they try. Maybe they. I know they try to change some things. Bobe kind of looked like he he played a little more advanced, kind of mm. like um, what Nangalan used to do. You know, because Nangalan was very good at pressuring, winning the ball, the ball higher up. Yeah, but uh, Bobe doesn't have the the, the characteristics of Nangalan, especially on the ball. So. It's just, yeah, I, I don't know, Scott. They need to, they need to stop being scared. Send more people forward, and I, that's that, that's how you're gonna get goals. I, I mean, obviously creativity is needed, but you can't expect much if you want to play three five two, cross the ball, use your wing backs, which that's what the three five two is. Can only have two guys in the box. It just, I, and I saw multiple times. You just, you cannot be that conservative. Maybe the yellows change something. Sorry, I'm ranting. Again, like I said, uh, sorry, maybe the yellows changed some things mm. with Mancini and Nick. I get it. But again, look what happened when you were this conservative. And that's what they were. And I just found it, it left me disappointed. Which I can understand. Um, were there any standouts for you in the Roman team yesterday? Mancini. I thought Dante still still had a. I thought he still had a decent game yeah. controlling the midfield. I think him and Bove were the two better in midfield. Paredes dilly didn't dally as he does on the ball. Tries to slow the tempo down, and we did try to get in a fight with Pedro, which was quite entertaining. And also at the end of the game, also was it with Immobile? Yeah, it was. He he has that character that Mourinho loves. That that fire <laughs> in him to just go at any player. Um, he was he was average. Yes, yeah, the shit house. Also, I liked from him on Tuesday. I think he said this in English against one of the Slavia Praha players. He goes, "Don't touch me! Don't touch me!" <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's definitely Paredes, and that's definitely Mourinho's type of player. And in, in terms of his character, I thought he was just. Uh, yeah, he was just average. I thought Cristante was... Uh, people might say Bove, but I, I thought Cristante controlled it more if I had to pick between the two, but it, it was really close. The wingbacks, it's hard to tell. Like, they got the chances to them, but they didn't do anything with it. So that mm. was a bit lackluster. It was a bit disappointing. I thought Mancini, you're right. I thought, I thought he, especially when he got the yellow, I thought he played very well. Uh, Indica, you didn't hear of him, which sometimes is a good thing as a center back. Maybe you want more, you know... Um, you want more going forward from him uh, if he could have played like a killer ball or something. But I mean, I, I didn't really see any mistakes. I, I still see though, like he, he lacks that aggression that Ibanez has and a little bit of that pace. So that's a little worrying that we miss, but I, I still think he'll end up being all right. But other than that, um, everybody else really, I, I was, I was really, really disappointed. Even with the subs, uh, it was too late. So it's hard mm-hmm. to judge, but yeah, there was, it wasn't much impact really from them. Yeah, because um, Sari made, what, three changes off the bat. One of them got injured. Matthias Vecino got injured, so he had to bring on Ravella. And then, was it 
Commodore as well. So he made his five subs. I think Jose waited to what, 78, 79 minutes when a lot of players were a little bit leggy. Maybe I think he was trying to wait and see if they can get something out of it and made the changes and it sort of disrupted the flow. Roman didn't really create much afterwards. Lazio tried to and then didn't really. There, there was one snapshot by Vecina, which was well saved by Patricio. Some aimless balls. Roma, I thought Roma defended pretty well. The, yes, the, they did. They weren't, they weren't really worried. There was the two yellows, which we've all talked about. I thought the wingbacks defended quite well. Because like, Lazio tried to get inside and tried to get outside. They even tried to work the ball higher up to Luis Alberto. He played, I thought he played okay. And then Roma sort of nullified, uh, nullified him. I think both teams, in all honesty, the both defences nullified each other's attack, if that makes sense. The, this, and then you get this type of game where Roma had much of the ball, tried to play it out from the back, which they they did pretty well yesterday. There was chances. I had that one instance that Mourinho highlighted. <laughs> oh, with the, the Rui Patricio. Yeah, that I was... I was Mourinho said if they scored on the corner, I, I would have cried. Laughing, I would have cried. I would have cried also. That, that was criminal. I expect to see that in non-league football or the lower league football that I watch here in the UK, but not, I say, high quality, top elite football. This, that was the only probably blot on his copybook yesterday for Mourinho Patricia. He played really well. Like, he caught the ha- ball off the corner, so I can't blame yeah, him. Yeah, I can't blame him, no. Like, Lazio were quite standoffish on the Roma midfield yesterday. I don't know if that was part of their plan, where they were quite standoffish. Like, Cristante had so much space in the midfield. It was ridiculous. He had the... Had the could, they, played, they played like that last season. The, the game yeah. beat Roma 1-0 off of the gift of Ibanez. That was the game that Immobile and Milinkovic Savage were injured. Oh, uh, yeah. One, and, one of them suspended as well. Yeah, one was suspended and one was injured, I remember. So both of them were out. We gifted them that goal because Felipe Anderson played false nine. Yes, And you know did, what happened? Yeah. They played exactly how they played yesterday. But the difference was we, we gifted them the goal. So yeah. that's two out of the three derbies that they played like that. And, and then... Um, and in this one, yeah, it was just, it reminded me, that's, I wanted to bring that up. It reminded me of that game. It's the second time out of three, out of three derbies that I found they played that way. They backed off a lot. They didn't create anything at all. And it's three derbies. We don't create anything. Mm. But again, Lazio, they didn't create much either. We were able to stop them. The only worrying moment I had on Lazio's opportunity was not even the the one that hit the the crossbar. It was a hell of a shot, but again, the chances of a shot like that going in are very slim. So I wasn't as worried, although I was surprised because of how good it ended up being. But the one chance, if you remember, Scott was when I think it was on a cutback. Luis Alberto was open just at the edge of the box, and he one time, but he skied it over. Skied over the box, yes, I remember. That was the only opportunity that really, really worried me. Like as he was getting the ball. So and Roma, that's that's two out of three games they've stifled Lazio, and they you know and they haven't given anything to a Sari type of attack who usually tends to be pretty good. So they get they they get that figured out. But again, Scott, it's uh, I think it's our third derby in a row we haven't scored. Correct. We haven't scored three der- derbies. Correct. Our last goal was 
March of 2022. 20, 20, 20, yep. Yeah, 2022. Free kick. Yeah, that's our last goal we scored against Lazio. That is incredibly embarrassing. We have to wait until 2024 now. Um, before we finish, international breaks come at the right time. Yes or no? I think so. I mean, Mourinho keeps complaining about injuries, which he's going to do all the time regardless. So if that's going to help you get some of the players back, yes. But we already see Cristante, if you listen to Spalletti's, uh, I think he had a press conference or an interview. He said uh, uh, Cristante suffering from muscle fatigue and he didn't even practice today. So, But yes, it comes at the right time. You get some players back. I think Pellegrini and, and Sanchez are the biggest ones for mm-hmm. me that they get to work with for um, um, uh, a couple weeks. And guys like Dybala, I know he's on international break. I, usually Dybala, let's be honest, with, with the roster they have in Messi, um, he usually doesn't play as much, so he might get a little bit of rest with a bit of game time, so that might help him heal further. So uh, I, I think personally it comes at the right time. I always prefer an international break comes when a team is looking legged and not having a good run of games and Roma seem to be trending in that direction. So I do believe it's a good time and hopefully you get some, uh, some healthy players back. And just to think this time last year was pretty much the break for the world cup. Yeah, exactly. We're coming up to, yeah, it was exactly now we ended off with Torino. I remember Matic scored that goal. Yeah. And the penalty missed penalty. Yeah. And then we went up to the, um, to the world cup. On uh, Saturn News 2, Scott, is because uh, you mentioned for international break, there's already a report, you know, because some people are saying about Smalling coming back and they say he's not coming back after the international break. They're saying maybe it's up until December. Really? I, I, yeah, I personally think if, if that's true and it continues this way, I personally think they're going to just keep saying that to the end of the season. Yeah. I don't see how he's going to come back at all. It's a bit worrying. Um, that makes me think... Roman might dip into the transfer market to get a, a defender in January. Yeah, they have to. They have no choice, really. They they have to. There's a there's a few names they have in mind, but uh, again, we're probably way too early to talk about the January market. Just they just I just hope they they find a right suitable profile that can replace him in in January, and then obviously long term in the summer. It's a shame we talked about. We probably won't go into long detail, but we did talk about Chris Morland's injury. I think Sam on his Spanish podcast, and I probably I think John and others at Roma Press and Kiesa de Totti may have also talked about Smalling. But it is that's the big big worry to come out of Roma this season? I fear Smalling's injury, and it's something that has plagued him. A lot this season, but it hasn't done previous season, but it did the season before when he signed oh, maybe two years ago, actually. I'm starting to waffle. Um, the COVID season where he came in late and struggled with injuries. I think since Jose's come in, he's had a really good spell. He's had the odd one or two injuries, but this is starting to get a bit worrying now. Yes, it is. And they were even saying how uh, this was actually... Uh, was happening towards the end of last season, but he just went through the pain. Maybe it's just not as bad as it is now, but uh, now it's at a point where he doesn't even want to train anymore. I mean, that's that's part of it too, Scott, and th- th- that brings up a good point. It's like, 
we have players that are scared of getting injured. I feel that with Dybala and Sanchez. And now I'm, yeah, now yeah. I'm feeling that with uh, with Smalling. Even if he does come back, the guy's gonna get. He's gonna be scared to get injured. We're gonna have three players that are like that. I mean, who know even knows with Pellegrini how he's gonna be, how he's gonna feel coming back. It just it's just a it's just a mess with all this, and I, I don't know. It just we we never have some positive news that can come back for us. But anyways, hopefully with Smalling it. Uh, it gets better. Maybe we'll see him in the second half of the season. I hope. Uh, I mean, if we have a tough schedule in December, it would be amazing to have him. But if if we don't, they're definitely going to have to dip into the market in January. Agreed. Uh, before we wrap up, Jerry, uh, do you have anything else to add? No, that's enough uh, talk about the disappointment of the Derby. <laughs> Can't add more to that. Oh come on! You, you at least your team did get beat seven four last weekend. Yeah, that's true. It can't uh, be worse. But no, uh, enough swindling chat. But no, uh, guys, you can follow the Magicast at themagicast.com. You can find the previous back catalog of the previous twenty two hundred and twenty six episodes, and you can find us on all podcast platform: Apple, Spotify, Podbean, etc., etc. I think Spotify are doing their thing at the beginning of December. So I may ask Roma fans if we've made it onto your list and on how many hours you've listened to my dulcet tones on La Magicast for the year. But that is for another day. Joey, thank you very much for joining me on this Monday evening for me and probably early evening now for you. Yeah, we're getting uh, to the uh, coming up to the evening, but uh, thank you again, Scott. It was uh, it was nice to talk to you, as always, about Roma and the the pain that the team gives us uh, on a weekly basis. That's what we signed up for. Yeah, you're right. That's what we, you know. What my uncle actually, the one who got me into Roma, that's from near Rome. He's from Frosinone, but that what got me into Roma is like. After I started liking them and started experiencing a bit of the pain, he said the exact same words. This is what you signed up for. So I've learned from a child. Yes. I learned from an early teenager and a child from my other club. It's, it's pain, but I'm used to it. It's what being a football fan is. Um, we'll be back after the international break. Enjoy the international break. Uh, November. Which I think it's one of the, it is the last one for the year. And it's for Euro qualifiers. Is it for World Cup qualifiers as well in South America? Um, good question. I don't know about South America. I just know Europe. It's yeah, Europe. Euro yeah, Scot- Scotland got Georgia on Thursday, and Harland FC Norway on mm, Sunday. But they've already qualified. So yeah, we're going to Germany, boys. We're going to Germany. Lucky <laughs> you, because Italy, if they do not get four points against Macedonia and Ukraine, they're uh, out. They're, they're out again. <laughs> yeah. Imagine a life in 2024 where Scotland are going to the Euros and Italy aren't. And we're the defending champions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Crazy times. That wonderful evening for Italian fans at Wembley just feels a distant memory, memory. and a yep. far, far away. To be honest, that could have gone either way, but that's a, a topic for a different day. Enjoy the international break. We'll be back soon. We'll probably be back just after the Udinese game in 13 days' time. So we'll be back two weeks. Take care. Ciao. Ciao.